0: Wow, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to be connecting with all you guys out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of day I'm having, Benny. Shout out to Mr. B. Hello, Mr. B. How you doing? Doing awesome, Pat. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those days just kind of feeling it, feeling the joy. That's what I'm feeling today. Thank goodness Eileen Campbell is in the house. We're going to be talking about joy. We're going to be talking about joy, joy, joy. Not to mention That is also a movie here, of course. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about here today. But, you know, part of this is being on the journey. If you're somebody like me, and I'm not saying all of you guys listening to the show, I'm not saying like you're like me, but if you're anything a little bit like me, maybe, you understand what the opposite of joy is. Why? Because, uh, yeah, that's kind of the place I hung out most of my life. Uh, Not living there right now, but it is a journey and there's a reason why we say it's a journey. You know, what is it about our lives and, you know, that when we stop as women and we step back and we think about, wait a minute, why am I not putting on the happy face of today? You know, what is it about my journey, my life, you know, that seems different. You know, why is it that I look around at some of the other people in my life and they're able to handle things? But women have many challenges to deal with in their lives. We really do. And, you know, some of these challenges, one of the greatest I think that I've had for me is the idea of self-care. You know, uh, I don't know what each of your journeys has been like, but what happens when we take a look and step back and we ask ourselves ourselves, what happens when I listen to my heart? What happens when I live with gratitude, and what happens when I find my bliss so today i 'm thrilled to be chatting with Eileen Campbell about the woman 's book of joy. Listen to your heart, live with gratitude, and find your bliss and so what I love about this book and I love about what you know what Eileen has done is you know there are things that we can learn, everything from how to nurture our intimate relationships, to how to reassess and rebuild our lives. And I want to tell you, I've been at both of those places, but I did not have the tools that Eileen is coming to the forefront and saying that we can use, is looking at and helping us understand that we can come from a place that's very different than perhaps what we're comfortable in yeah you know, Eileen, since early adventure is early adventure, she and I have this in common. I was talking about the hippie trail back in the seventies, you know, the whole bra burning thing down at Atlantic cities and so forth. You know what has our life been like? What have we learned? And so here she is today as this inspirational writer well-known for pioneering publishing in the fields of health, personal development, spirituality. You know, for a decade on the board, director Harper, HarperCollins in UK. But what is it about this, this message, bringing this to the forefront, that as we like to say here, positivity rules. You know, what is it about, you know, what we're doing here and launching TransformationRadio.fm, 10 channels completely dedicated to positivity, consciousness. What is it that's calling that fork? I will tell you this for me, and we're going to talk about it today. Crawling out of that deep, dark hole that I used to call my life was part of that journey. Today, I'm hoping that you're going to hear some things that will help you rise up and understand that joy is a birthright. Eileen, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks very much, Pat. It's lovely to be on the show.
0: It's so great to be talking with you. Uh, and, you know, there are many, many facets of this, many things to chat with you about. And I, I think one of the first things that I, I would like to get to is the idea of the difference that you've discovered around how joy shows up for men versus how it shows up for women. Some people would say, you know, joy is joy but you really have discovered something different. I'd love to start there. Is there a difference?
1: Well, I think um, there is um, because of the way women experience life. Uh, Obviously, we are different. But but in a sense, you know, we're talking about the human condition. So some of what I say applies equally to males. But I think the difference today is that um, although women... Um, in some ways, you can say uh, you know there's been huge strides uh, they have far greater freedom, and that's part of the problem. They have freedom to choose to be a wife, to have a career, you know to um travel the world you know they have so much freedom at least in the western world. I know that's not true everywhere, but we're talking about the west here yeah um and you know so they have so much freedom and actually um You know, I think they want to make the most of all the opportunities. I think there are different challenges for men now, Um, certainly as human beings. We all have to deal with the same stuff. But women carry something different, which is, I think they um, there's this sense that they've got to maximize all these opportunities they've they've now got. So they try to do it all. And their nature is to be caring and they're very good at caring for other people. They're very good at, you know, holding the family together, bringing up the kids. Um, but, you know, nowadays people have a career as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they, they they care for their elderly parents. You know, I've got so many friends. I'm at that stage of life. You know, it's the daughters who care for the, more for the elderly parents than the, than the chaps. Um, you know, it's, women by nature are more caring. Um, And they take too much on. And obviously, because of the although there has been huge change in society since the 60s and 70s, um, you know, I mean, women's situation has changed. And yet still, we're not really equal. I mean, certainly in in the UK, maybe less so in America, you know, there's still not always equal salaries uh, for the same jobs you know, there's, you know, there's still women are having to fight their way, really. And, you know, you look around the world at people, you know, in positions of power, and mostly it's still men in power. So I think there are different issues for women. Uh, yeah. I,
0: and, you know, I mean, I think we're seeing that pretty clearly, even in the way that, you know, people are viewing women that are in positions, you know, of leadership. Um, you know, I remember kind of growing up in the in the era where, you know, having a woman in uh, even a supervisory position by the very nature of that, you know, came with a lot of. A lot of the stigma that associated women in business and so forth and so on. One of the things that you talk about in the book is, you know, and, and you say this, and boy, I'll tell you, what a great reminder. You say, deep within us exists a vast reservoir of pure joy that we have all on occasion probably experienced, but that we're generally disconnected from so that it's like we're turned to the wrong station when trying to listen to a specific program on the radio. And by by reading that and beginning the conversation and the way that you open the, the, the book and start us out in the book, you know, what what I'm asking you is sometimes, most of the times, we're not able to believe that joy is really our birthright. But, you know, what you've written in the book is to say, look, sometimes we have to get a reminder. What have you discovered along the way for yourself? You know, how have how have you been able to remind yourself that joy is the birthright and now you want to share that with others?
1: Well, I think if I'm honest, I have to remind myself constantly <laughs> because although, you know, I've written this book um, and uh, I'm very proud of it uh, and I've got, a, a, as you know, a lot of, I've covered a lot of ground in it. Still, you know, I still suffer, as it were, from some of the same issues that, you know, uh, women face, uh, even down to appearing on your wonderful show. Um, I think it's fantastic, by the way, that you have transformational radio in, <laughs> in the States and it's, it's fabulous. Um, but, you know, you know, some nervousness, a little bit of fear. Um, but these things are natural. And I think it's letting the feelings go. And, you know, then, you know, what we do is we tend to, a lot of this stems from childhood patterning. You know, we kind of, we grow up, we, we you know, we, between those vital years of, you know, one to six, you know, we become uh, something in order to get what we need. And we find ways of doing that. But obviously, sometimes there are unmet needs. And so we kind of, like, we, our behaviour um, you know, we we make it so that actually we are this persona uh, in in order to get what we want. But of course, it doesn't always work. But you know, we kind of get locked into that, and that's one of the areas I think that uh, stops us from later on uh, mm-hmm. realizing that you know there there is a way to find this joy. And I, you know, it is at this deep reservoir, and there is and we can contact it but i need to remind myself sometimes because i can you know we you know something can throw you off balance and we have so constant effort it's a constant work you know it's a life is a working our lives are a work in progress you know if particularly once our eyes are opened and we can see that we are you know we do have responsibility for the way our lives are um you know yes we 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 kind of um our circumstances might be difficult but we can always choose our attitude, but of course, it's difficult to choose our attitudes because of the conditioning. And so you have to kind of find time to really discover who you are. And it does take time. And then you have to keep coming back to it because you, you still kind of forget um, something can throw you off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, and we're going to talk about this throughout the show today. For those of you just tuning in, I am so thrilled to have Eileen Campbell joining me here today. We're talking about, you know, her latest book here, The Woman's Book of Joy. Uh, Listen to your heart, live with gratitude, and find your bliss. We're going to take a short break. and we come back, uh, we're going to talk about how the book starts. Out of all of the things that Eileen could have picked to start this book, what do you think What do you think she decided on choosing? And why is it so relevant and important, this choice, to to start this book out in this way, why is it so relevant and important in the world we live in today, you know, our contemporary society? Let's take a short break, everybody. When we come back, more with my very special guest, more about joy. We'll be right back.
1: what is who that little she coming from who's the hi I'm Tim Darter and I'm Steve Kramer join us on Spirit Fire Radio discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new
0: way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio.
1: Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com.
0: Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale, is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose.
1: To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. Have you ever tried to make
0: lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on the Dr. Pat Show or visit lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Absolutely. Thank you, Benny, for that. Hey, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. I'm so thrilled to be talking here um, with Eileen Campbell. For those of you out there, the book that I keep referring to today is The Woman's Book of Joy. And one of the things I love about the format for the Dr. Pat show on Transformation Talk Radio is real simple. You know, all of the experts have said, you know, you really don't need to spend, you know, 40 minutes in a show talking about a a topic. And I want to say that that's not what all of you guys have said. You have clearly said to us that you want to hear stories about how people are creating epic lives, not mediocre lives, not lives where we're settling, but epic lives. And, you know, when it comes to joy, this is why we want to talk with Eileen Campbell. Eileen, thank you so much for the book and thank you so much for the conversation. Now, here's the thing. You could have picked anything, any place to start this book, but you picked something really interesting. And I got a dose of this this morning at a really early meeting. You picked Finding Courage. I am so wanting to know out of all the things you could have selected to kick this book off, to open it up,
1: Why courage? I think because, you know, as women, um, you know, we we do sometimes lack courage. We feel a little diffident. You know, we 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 it comes back to self-esteem, which is different from self-confidence, because many women today appear to be self-confident. You know, they're, 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 they're successful. You know, they're you know they're getting on with their lives and you know they're doing a whole host of things and you know you can read about it on social media etc etc they're having great lives it appears but the self-esteem is this not needing anything from outside to um, tell you how marvelous you are and we are every one of us is unique we all have talents um, we all have abilities and we are not as courageous as we might be in taking risks. Um, we kind of perhaps. I mean, I'm not saying people don't take risks, but but we are a little fearful because um, we want to get it right. You know, we we we're as women particularly. You know, we we have this perfection um, scenario. We 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 want to we want to look good. We want to be good. We want to you know we want to do the best we possibly can. Um, and you know, actually. Um we don't always um, we give ourselves a hard time really is what i 'm trying to say and I think yeah. that you know we it's the self esteem if we if we can somehow improve our self esteem and there 's only really one way to do that, I think um apart from maybe working with a therapist or whatever but you 're still going to have to do the same sort of exploration you 're going to have to have the courage to explore yourself who you really are. What you really feel about things. Are you really living the life you, you know, you want to live? Um, Are you compromising? Now, I'm not saying compromise isn't something that one doesn't need to, you know, one needs to compromise on occasions. But are you living, are you not, are you living your dream or are you fulfilling a dream that you thought you had? Um, but that actually the seed might have been planted by a parent or a peer or a sibling and you're living out somebody else's um, dream and you you think on, on the surface everything seems okay and yet actually underneath, inside, you're looking for some kind of affirmation um from outside that would boost your self-esteem. And I think why I started what with finding courage is we have to recognize the fears that we have and we have to take risks. We have to dare to be ourselves, who we truly are. Yeah. One of the things I love about this, and
0: I and here's why I love the way you started this book out, you know, because uh following this, uh following, you know, this 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 part of the book is looking at awakening. And, and one of the things that helps all of us that are reading this is you really tackle right out of the gate how we can look at things like seeing crisis as an opportunity for growth. You know, things like, you know, finding a path back to life after tragedy, facing emotional pain, daring to be ourselves. See, and if we're not having this conversation up front then by the time we get to the awakening part of things we are and have already negotiated a limited awakening do you see what i mean eileen yes
1: i do and yeah. uh, it's true I, I i see where you're coming from now in terms of yeah you know i i talk about you know embracing ch- change in this first chapter and um you know the 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 fact is that you know we have to deal with stuff and and the thing is that's what happens when you, you know, why you need courage, because actually, initially, it's not always easy. And it is often a crisis, a uh, breakdown of a marriage, a redundancy, an illness, some dreadful, incapacitating illness. But there are marvellous stories of people who even with, say, you know, some terrible um, illness that paralyzes them or whatever, that um, both... Um, They can do extraordinary things if they put their minds to it. Now, it's not easy. It's a struggle. And they probably need support from loving parents or partners or whatever it is. But it's amazing. And there are so many individuals and examples. I give some in the book, um, obviously, of people who have done extraordinary things. They've overcome terrible physical ailments, um, terrible tragedies. Um, and I think that's why I I absolutely know, and I think this is true both on the personal level, and actually, you know, we might whether there's time later on we might talk about it, but um, even on the sort of planetary level, crisis, which is what I see where where we're at now, is an opportunity to you know for a breakthrough. Yeah, and you know sometimes,
0: uh, and you talk about this, and the stories in here are beautiful. Um, you know, I remember, you know, one story I was reading and you talk about how sometimes we can have a personal crisis, but the way we approach it, how we approach it, the courage to approach it guided by our intuition, we don't realize until we've personally changed that this crisis, albeit at an individual level, the courage to do something about it may have a positive influence on other people, and perhaps even the world. And I think that's important to talk about because sometimes we get so stuck in our own stuckness and our own lack of joy and hopelessness, we forget how we get to show up in the world as joy and how that affects other, other people. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, it's hard sometimes when we're in the stuckness to think, you know, my stuckness that is affecting other people, but also my joy, my joy can affect people too. What's the relationship there? It's got to be a balance.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, you know, it's this whole thing of, you know, that, energy and the effect we we have you know we are much more connected than we think we are everything we do has a kind of ripple effect you know and the energy flows through us so when we get stuck you know the energy doesn't really flow well and you know that we're lethargic and, and you know we're kind of like there's a heaviness and whatever when we're joyful you know we're reaching out and the effect that just walking down the street smiling and saying hello to people you know you know you so often i pass somebody you know with a head down and you know they look as if they're you know they're bent they're carrying you know the burdens of the world now i know the news is always depressing but that's what the news is about isn't it you know know, we don't often want to hear good news which is why you, you know your wonderful program is fantastic you know that you have something you know positive to uplift people because we all need to be uplifted and i think you know we we do underestimate the effect we can have on other people, both for for um, good and ill in terms of our mood, because, um, you know, we are transmitting. We are transmitters of life and energy. And so, you know, if we're negative, low, depressed, obviously that will have an effect on others. So we don't want to go there. We, we want to uplift ourselves as much as possible, which is really why I did the book, because, you know, I've it's taken me a lifetime to get here. Um, through many crises and whatever but you know and I'm I'm certainly not proclaiming to be anything special um, because I I continue to struggle Uh, but I do know because I have had those moments and I know what to do I feel I do know what to do and I I do know that you have to um, have the courage to really face your fears to you know see and understand who you are and of course to do that you have to take time out of your very busy life to be quiet and be still and meditation is wonderful but it may not be for everybody but i i'm obviously i i'm a yogi i think meditation Mm -hmm. is amazing um but there are you know secular ways um that you can also touch that joy and lose your um, worries you know by immersing yourself in something playing the piano baking a loaf of bread it can be something quite simple absolutely uh, something that absorbs your energy and attention and yeah. you know always we all know this I mean in fact there's nothing new under the sun really it's just different way- we need reminders all the time don't we of of you know how to connect with the life force the the center um, where joy comes from and bubbles over, and um, it's there, and 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 uh, we can all we can all reach it. It doesn't matter how difficult things are. You've got to choose. We have the responsibility to choose our attitude as to you know how we look at life. Yeah, I, I want to ask you a couple things. Um,
0: you know, we are. Um... We are, are getting ready to launch a crowdfunding campaign and our crowdfunding campaign has changed in the what in what we're the way we're talking about and calling it. And you know, right now, you know, one of the things we had to do is really go back to our roots and authenticity about who we are and what the crowdfunding initiative is about. And it's about, you know, launching a campaign that will ensure the continuation of positive talk radio uh, for people that may not have thousands of dollars to buy airtime. And so our campaign now is under the guise of positivity rules. Uh, And it had a different energy to it, but we changed it. And one of the things I was really struck by in your book is the chapter you write on cultivating optimism. I was just really, really drawn to this and how important it is, Um, you know, I don't have my head in the sand, Eileen, about the world. I don't do that. It's not that I'm not aware of it. But mm-hmm. you said something interesting about being at choice. And so in the book, when you talk about cultivating optimism, you know, the question then becomes, to what end? What is the impact of optimism? Now, I know that, you know, I have many nicknames, Pollyanna, Patty, whatever they are, Right. But cultivating optimism, the way you're talking about it, it's really a game changer. And I would love for you to share you know, what this really means. We're going to take a short break when we come back. The question is, do each and every one of us really know what it means to cultivate optimism? And do we have the courage and awareness to do that for ourselves? Eileen Campbell, we're going to take a short break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this means. And if we do that, can we be assured that our dreams will be refueled? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: That girl, she brings me joy. She's giving me joy.
0: Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to
1: catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance.
0: Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. T.J. Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host T.J. Woodward and Dr. Pat Pasilli on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 6th Annual Tappers Gathering, March 19th at Bastyr University in Seattle. You will learn EFT applications, forge a strong community, and share healing stories. The event raises money and awareness for EFT tapping scientific research. Net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit to further prove the efficacy of EFT. Bring your cards and information for a fun and inspiring day of networking. Visit nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. Hey, everyone. It's great to have you back here. I am so thrilled to have Eileen Campbell joining me here today, Finding Joy. You know, this is a a really important conversation. You know, all of you know that our theme this year is accelerated expansiveness. And, you know, that is a theme that came to us last year, and uh, we're noticing that it's not just us that has selected that theme. You know, many people are looking at the world and saying, wait a minute, I want, to spend in, I want to expand in joy, abundance. I want to expand my belief in a higher power. I want to expand, you know, here and there. But the point is, when it boils down to it, we're saying this, that what Eileen is saying, we actually want to accelerate our expansiveness of joy. That is really what we're trying to say here in a lot of different ways. Eileen, before we jump to, you know, what it means to cultivate optimism in the book. What is the best way for folks to find out about you? How can they get a copy of your book?
1: Well, the book's available from uh, Canary Press, um, Red Wheel Visor. Um, so um, that um, it would be in all good bookstores uh, and online as well, um, uh, Amazon, etc. cetera. Um, and uh, if they want to contact me, my website is www eileencampbellbooks.com awesome
0: okay a lot of things i could have picked out of the book there's so much in here and the way that you present this material is brilliant i mean this is literally a how-to book for people that are thinking wait a minute joy she's gonna she's gonna tell me about you know like how to change my attitude how to do this no but you actually give us an action plan I was really so pleasantly surprised to get to cultivating optimism and find out that what you're saying is, wait a minute, these are things you could do. Tell us about your approach to optimism. And I would love for you to share some of the stories in here. (laughs) Well,
1: Well, um, I I think... It's interesting, you know, talking to a, um, an American audience about optimism because, you know, you've got so much positive thinking, um, so many books on positive thinking in the U.S. You know, America was built on positive thinking. Um, uh, but, uh, but actually, I'm someone who's um, struggled a little bit with um, not always being an optimist, um, being a bit of a worrier. But of course, you know, worry is an interesting thing because actually worry is all about trying to control everything. Yeah, But um, In in the end, you know, obviously some people are born with a a more sunny disposition than others. Um, But we know that um, uh, optimism, you know, if we are optimistic, things seem to change. And we certainly know that we um, can uh, build on our capacity to sort of experience positive emotions. That When we do that, we are actually able to alter our brains and we can... Um, experience sort of overall greater physical well-being and mental well-being and you know so there's there's every reason personally to kind of work at it and you know I'm I'm very mindful about it a lot of it comes back to how we how we view the world um, and that uh, there's an English poet um, Frederick Lang Langbridge a, a very famous um, couplet um, from one of his poems two men look out through the same bars one sees the mud and one the stars and you know obviously you know optimists um, are aware things can go wrong but uh, you know and they can they also can use their imagination I think that's one of the the things that's key to actually picture good things happening in the future so um, you know they have a vision um, of, of where they want to go and they're positive about it and they kind of dream around it you know they use their intuition um the, the problem with pessimism is that that it's a sort of diminishing return circle if you like in that <laughs> you know you 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 can't really move forward if you're kind of thinking of all the problems um that you know might be you know um you know going wrong so all, all, the, all the things that are happening that could, could go wrong and so what we what i suggesting there's nothing new here i mean i'm just pulling it together in this chapter in the book is we have to look at you know where these negative and limiting beliefs that we have you know where do they come from Uh, we and and can we what can we do about this and and actually what we can do is to become more self-aware and we only do that when we pay attention and really examine it and and therefore you know it's why i'm constantly arguing throughout the book about the need to take space and time to really see what's going on, to actually look at, you know, why we might behave in a certain way, why we instantly think, um, you know, uh, of of something negative, you know, happening instead of something positive. Um, And in fact, train ourselves um, to actually uh you know my partner often says to me you know three positives before a negative (laughs) and he's quite right you know that obviously that, that was i think taught in business school you know whatever but you know because i have a sort of slight you know tendency to um you know kind of see problems um you know, obviously, it's a good thing to do. And, and 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 I think, you know, some of that obviously will stem from my own conditioning, you know, as a child, no, you can't do that. I give the story in the book about um, my art um, teacher at school saying to me, you clearly have no talent. Yes. Um, and it's true, I wasn't doing terribly well. But it meant I never picked up a paintbrush again till I was in my 50s. And actually, when I did, and I had some tuition, uh, it's now part of my life. I do actually draw, and I have drawing classes, and I and I paint. Um, and that would have that that seemed that would have seemed impossible. So I think you know again if we're coming back to taking courage uh, that uh, having courage um, that, that uh, first chapter in the book um, that we talked about in the first part of the program. You know again you know we've got to be courageous you know to change our negative and limiting beliefs that you know we've just kind of grown up with from our parents our teachers. Our siblings and peers, you know, they told us this wasn't possible. But, you know, we can change our beliefs and attitudes by thinking differently. You know, we can rewire our brains. Yeah. You know,
0: I love one of the things that you talk about here, which is so important. And I want to I want to kind of get to it, you know. And uh, one of the things that I was really struck by in looking at this and looking at the book was this this idea about, you know, women – that experience great tragedy or have a disability or are living in poverty. Um, But you also talk about this sense of hopelessness, hopelessness. And, you know, I used to think, okay, maybe I'm feeling hopeless today because I'm sitting here by myself. But there's this level of hopelessness, I think, that uh, women experience that's hard to describe. Certainly, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen for men, but I'm saying that there's something about it for women that generally can become showstoppers. And I would love for you to address this. You know, this idea of feeling hopeless, it really does stop us from so many things, doesn't it?
1: It certainly does, and again, I think it comes back to um, the, the struggle that we have with as mm-hmm. women in trying to be this perfect person, um, and you know the whole self esteem issue.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we feel we're not good enough. We can't do that. You know, um, you know, we, we're not we're not able to do that, um, and you know, I, I, it that's when we feel hopeless. And I think it's you know, really a question of l- taking a little s- step at a time. Um, there was, um I, I tell the story in the book about an acquaintance of mine who was married to a, um, oh, is married still to a, a doctor, two children, lovely home, and des- made the decision that, you know, would bring up the children and not resume her career. But then, you know, sort of three years into you know, this, she was beginning to feel low. And she kind of, you know was almost on the verge of depression and and Mm -hmm. thought well I've got to do something about this and I think you know through chatting with girlfriends and all the rest of it who were supportive and whatever she kind of saw that yes she could um she could maybe make a change so she started um she started she took up tapestry and and went to work in a craft shop one day a week And this was nothing, uh, she'd never had any sort of interest in in anything like this before, but she was doing something practical. And then as a result of that, you know, she kind of moved on and moved into, became very interested in the arts and crafts movement and then in art history. And her life is now so much richer. Um, So, you know, she took the time to try and work it out. Um, And I think it's taking these little steps at a time, you know, one thing leads to another. And in fact you know, you know that we've all had that experience of being on a roll, you know, you start in a small way and then it snowballs. And then of course that feeds you. And again, we come back to this whole energy thing. And once things start to, you know, start to get moving and whatever, and when for you, this is, as a woman, you know, this is something that is nurturing you, it's feeding you, you know, then of course, you know, you can, you begin to feel the joy, you know, sort of is re-entering your life and you're energised. And, you know, I think, you know, you can move, you can make that transition from feeling pretty hopeless and, you know, I'm not good enough to do this or that. I could never do that. And then just actually be brave, you know, which is why I started the book with courage. <laughs> you know, be brave. You know, just see what is it you really like doing. Just get to know yourself. And that, I think, is 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 critical. You know, what what what, what do you really like that you maybe never had the chance to do before? Um, what what is there something that you could pursue there that then will you know give you more um, satisfaction and and, and nurture your, the the you that's that's really you because you know people have a whole host of responsibilities these days um, and stuff they're doing and they don't have that much time but you know start in small ways
0: well and you know I want to talk with you about um, uh, the idea of holding on to our dreams, believing in our dreams. And, you know, there are so many things that I love that you're talking about here that is, is really that ties things together. But I was really looking at, you know, what does it mean to believe in our dreams? And at the same time, as you so beautifully say in the book, trust life's process. Because what does that actually mean? Okay, so let me tr- let me try this on you, Eileen, if I could, right? So, I'm um, you believe in your dream and you create things. And, you know, what you're creating is uh, well, maybe a maybe a network with 10 channels on 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 positivity and consciousness. But then something may show up in life, right? Who knows what it is? In our case, programmers that disappeared over a year ago, a whole range of things. Listeners saying, wow, we want you to get this done sooner. And and you're sitting there and there's, there's like this crossroads that you might get to. Now, that's one example. There are many. You know, there is a woman sitting in front of a doctor after she's just found out that her daughter or son may be ill. And she has to rise up and have the courage to ask the hard questions, to challenge authority. These are the things you're talking about. And I wanted to ask you, holding on to a dream and trusting in the process seems to me that there should be two dots that get connected with a straight line. But I don't know about your life. I wish mine got connected like that. How do we hold on to our dreams, believe in our dreams, and... What have you learned about doing that by trusting in the process?
1: Well, I think that it's very difficult when things don't go according to plan. And let's face it, life is unpredictable. It, does, it never goes according to plan. And things change. And, you know, we don't like change. Um, we, you know, we kind of resist it. I think the interesting thing is that very often when something goes horribly wrong, you kind of, you know, you, you, you begin to think, oh, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? How do I, how do I deal with this? And you, gradually, um, you know, sort of you step back and recognise how you're feeling about it uh, and then wonder maybe what am I supposed to be learning from this? Because mm-hmm. I, when I talk about trusting life's process, I think you could ask many people about life events that have been tragic or um, sad or, or, or devastating at the time, but actually, as time then moved on, they realised that they would never have done the things that they had done, and they wouldn't have been the person they had been had they not been through that experience, because. Mm. I really maintain that whatever happens to us does happen for our growth. We learn we're not very good at learning when everything is going terribly well. It's the it's the crises, the challenges, you know, the disasters, the, the things that cause emotional upsets and, you know, we feel devastated. Um, that, that it's those, it's through those things that we learn because it they force us to sort of examine what's actually been going on. And it's surprising that actually even something as tragic as, you know, divorce or, you know, losing your partner or whatever it is, that actually down the road. And I cite a couple of examples in the book. In one case, um, a woman um, who after 35 years, her husband left her and it was absolutely disastrous. But she, it was for her growth. It was absolutely phenomenal. She was a different person when she got through the loss and the grieving and all the rest of it. And she realized she had not really been fully living. And then another example of, of somebody who has rebuilt her life, having lost her husband tragically in a car accident. And she seemed to have the perfect life. But she has sort of reinvented herself and, uh, you know, actually is wiser. And I was talking to her mother recently and she was she was saying that she thought she'd never get over the loss of her mother-in-law. Sorry, um, the loss of the son, the, the, mm-hmm. the, my friend's husband. And um, but she said, you know, actually, she said, I. I'm a great believer that in the end you've, you, you the choice of happiness or the, the you know you you the being positive um you have to move on you you're the only person that can make yourself happy you're the only person that can really contact that joy deep down and what she did was she took to baking bread and she you know she'd be kneading that dough and and banging away and all the anger would come out and um you know she was making bread and then she was making cakes and all this came out and then she realized that there were, you know, although she'd lost her son, um, life was very different. He'd actually, you know, move them to somewhere to be more comfortable for their old age. And she had her memories, etc., etc. And, you know, this acceptance, you know, we have to accept that, you know, there will be losses. There will be disasters. Things just won't go according to plan. It's very frustrating, I'm sure, for you, um, you know, with um, your, your, you know, where you go with your um, very huh. successful channels and all the rest of it you know it's you you get a hiccup and and yes you know yeah it's 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 a challenge but you know I do I do think that life you know unfolds and we are challenged constantly and that actually we learn so much from that I agree. I think one of the things
0: that you do also talk about in the book, for those of you just tuning in, Eileen Campbell joining me here today, it's called the woman's book of joy. One of the things that I, I, I do want to say, and I'm not, I don't remember exactly where you talk about this is that when I look back and I've learned from this is when I look back on a scenario, like our programmers literally did disappear 18 months ago. I mean, they were there and then they were gone. Um, that what happened in the days that were to come was a result of the people that are part of this team really being in a place of believing and optimism. Because what happened was, you know, Jessica being able to find a programmer or a programmer showing up who looked at what we were doing, Eileen, and said, yeah, they disappeared because they could not do what you wanted them to do in the way that you want to do it, we have to start from scratch. And that was one of the greatest blessings we had. Because as a result of that, you know, we're sharing this on our crowdfunding page. As a result of that, what is being created by a team of incredibly creative people is is a platform that didn't exist in the way that people can connect to positive messaging. And, you know, part of that in the book, you talk about it as letting go. You know, letting go of a way that you think or thought something was going to happen. How important is letting go? Not just with something that big, but I'm telling you, I've been at the checkout store in a grocery store, and I've had to let go of something standing in the grocery line. So this is something that we get to apply 24-7, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it it is, it's, you know, letting go of that you know we're just this bundle of um kind of desires and <laughs> and wants and needs and all the rest of it and um you know yeah and, we, and irritations you know uh and uh you know kind of you know oh, why did why did they behave like that you know um but there's no there's you know i think you and and, and there's a place for anger there's a place for um you know being um you know, sort of um, sulking for a second, or but then just let it go. It's a feeling, you know, um, right. because actually, you know, why, why, you know, wreck things? You know, don't for heaven's sake, um, uh, you know, hang on to these things and then keep. What we tend to do is, you know, we get, you know, we just keep playing this. You know, loop we had a we had a crossword with someone, and then it's you yeah. know playing away in our you know in our brain and and um it's it, it's mad um but we do it and it it's the mind the mind is just this monkey you know and uh you know it you know we have all these thoughts through the day and you know if something goes wrong you know we've got to let it go as otherwise and, and, oh. and that may require action you know I mean if we behave badly we might need to apologize or whatever it is um, but you know we just let it go because you know we get bogged down by this stuff and then it's just festering in our minds and we do not find joy when we are worrying over something that happened you know oh you know, I know we're, we're reliving it and it's crazy and actually is. you know it physiologically it has a negative effect on us you know we want to you know, really, um, if we can let go, we free ourselves up to use our energy in a more positive way, being creative, you know, living a life that's um, meaningful and we, you know, doing things we can be passionate about and hopefully making a difference in the world. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, I I love what you've
0: uh, been able to put on paper here because this is is not just a book that conceptualizes for us, Eileen, about, oh, joy. Yeah, Women's Book of Joy conceptually. What you're giving us are individual tools that we can look at stories that relate to them. Uh, And, you know, I love that each section, each thing you talk about either has a poem, has an affirmation, has something in it that we can take away. So I want to thank you so much for all that you've done. And again, please let folks know about your website. And then I have one last question for you about your personal message. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And again, thank you for today. Thank you.
1: And my personal message is that, you know, we are all lovable, beautiful, unique, talented people. And we have to remember that.
0: I love it. And again, your website and the best way for us to get a hold
1: of you directly is www.eileencampbellbooks.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for all that you do, Eileen. Thank you, Pat, for all you do, too. Wow, we're going to take a short break, everyone. I want to just say to you that if you've missed any part of this show today, uh, please be sure to know that it's going to play later on today again, as we always do with all of our shows, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. One of you just sent me a little text message and asked me about the network. Yes, you can take a sneak peek if you'd like to by going to TransformationRadio.fm. Take a look at the channels that we're talking about. And yes, if you want to find out more about the crowdfunding initiative that we're getting ready to launch, you can go to positivityrulesmovement.com or takebacktalkradio.com. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We've got another hour planned for you. Facebook, The Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, The Dr. Pat Show, and simply the thedrpatshow.com. Okay, hang in there. We're going to be right back.